Amen. Well, it's good to see you. Um, it's interesting to see you tonight. It's fun to see you tonight, even though for some odd reason, I have a real strong case of the butterflies, which is unusual for me. You know, I think it's because I haven't done this in a while, and Pastor will attest to that. Um, it's not because Pastor hasn't asked. That's, that was not it at all. It was just, it just seemed like, you know, I just couldn't get myself together, you know. And I said to myself as I was pulling this one together, I'm going to try to do better in the future and have myself together. I can't get this up, but that's okay. I can see from here. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. <laughs> yeah, Pastor will help me out. Thank you, Pastor. Um, yeah, so the, as I was was preparing tonight, you know, sometimes I always have to figure out whether or not what I'm hearing is what God has for me or if I'm just going to reteach something pastor has already taught, which, you know, that's not a bad thing. But, you know, I'm sure that the reason that pastor asked me to teach is because, you know, that I do something different, you know, being the different person that I am. I'm sure he's expecting something different, not what he has already taught us. Amen? Amen. So as, as I began to, to think about it, a number of things come to mind as I'm driving to church, as I'm driving to the various places I go for work. And one day, something said in my spirit, what is that smell? And I wrote it down because that's what I do. I just write these things down because I don't know where they're necessarily going to go if they're going to be an opening on Sunday, if it's a teaching, if it's a combination of both. Is it for my young people? I don't always know. So I just write it down and I just kind of let it percolate in my spirit. And as I was coming to church, Pastor actually texted me and he said, you want to teach on Wednesday? And, you know, I felt bad. I had turned him down so often, you know. I was like, man, and plus I was on vacation, so I really, you know, it's like, okay. So I sent him back a text, and I said, yeah. And, um, you know, and he always, he doesn't always ask me for a title, but I sent him the title. I said, what's that smell? And he didn't get it, he didn't get the text, you know, because, you know, pastor is busy at 4 a.m. <laughs> Still don't get that one, but he's busy. So he didn't get it. He didn't get it till late. And then, you know, when he announced that I'd be teaching on Wednesday, he couldn't remember what the title was, which was OK. But what is that smell is a question that can be both good or bad. It can be good or bad. How many of you have walked into your house and went, what is that smell? Or you walked into the house and went, Wow, what is that smell? So it can go either way. It can go either way. It can be positive or negative. And I have found that the sense of smell is a very powerful sense. It triggers memories. The smell of flowers can trigger memories of a first date when he brought you flowers. <laughs> I said when he bought you flowers, ladies knew who I was talking about. It can trigger a memory 
of a wedding. Wow, those flowers smelled so good. And you had these memories of this great wedding. And unfortunately, they can also trigger memories of a funeral. Because I know whenever I smell lilies, I think of a funeral. You want to ever bring me flowers? Don't bring me lilies, please. Because while I'll thank you and be happy that you thought of me, they are not going to stay in my house long because they remind me of funerals. They, have, they just do. But that's what can happen with our sense of smell. It's extremely powerful. The smell of something good cooking can make your mouth water. You know, you smell somebody barbecuing. Oh, man, you're like, okay, car, follow that smell wherever it's going, especially if you like barbecue, if you like barbecued food. You know, I met somebody that doesn't like barbecued food. Mr. Keith, you would kill her because she wants to put foil on the grill so she doesn't have that taste. <laughs> A lady after my own heart, put foil on the grill. But it can make your mouth water. It can make you hungry when you've just eaten. It also has the reverse effect. You smell something bad, you can lose your appetite. You go, oh, I don't want no parts of that. I don't care how much I love you, how great I think you are. I don't want any parts of that. You're quick to say, I don't care for any of that. Thank you. And I'm sure that's where cooked cabbage ranks on pastor's list. <laughs> so we can either gain an appetite through the sense of smell, or we can lose an appetite through the sense of smell. If your sense of smell isn't working very well, also, you can lose your sense of taste. You don't always know if it tastes good or bad when you've got a cold. Sometimes that's why people don't eat when they're not feeling well, when they have a cold, is because they don't have a sense of taste, so nothing tastes good. So they don't want to eat anything. So your sense of smell is extremely powerful. And I began to think about that. And I went, okay, Lord, you're saying, what is that smell? Because God has an extremely sensitive sense of smell. All right, now, I'm going to be honest with you. Stuff can be dead in my house a while before I know. I don't have the greatest sense of smell. Now, my mother, it dies 30 seconds later. She knows it's dead. My mother will walk into a place and tell you what's dead in your house. If a mouse or something has died, because 30 seconds, that's all it takes. Me, it's going to be a while. People go, don't you smell that? And I go, what, 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 you know? But I don't have it, but some people do. So I asked, I said, well, it's important. Our sense of smell is extremely important. And I said, why? Why is it important? Because it helps us to identify things, first and foremost. We can identify a rose by its smell. You can identify sour milk by its smell. You know when milk is sour. And you put your no each of you have put your nose in the carton and gone, ah! you don't even have to get close. Oh, Sharon said she threw it up to her head. Oh, my. Drank it. Oh, wow. See, she's got a sense of smell like I do. Yeah, she got a sense of smell like I do. You know, it's got to be really bad for us. We, we're good. 
but it helps you to identify things. It improves and enhances the taste of food. When your sense of smell is working, man, oh man, you, you just breathe that in. Now, see me, I'm a chocolate person. I first breathe in the chocolate, you know? And then when it hits my tongue, oh man, it's just all, it's just all that. It's just all that. I don't even have to taste chocolate sometimes. Just smell it. Like when I went to Hershey, I could just smell chocolate. I was a happy camper. Just smelling all that good chocolate. Bread has the same effect on some people. Smelling bread baking in the oven in a bakery. Or if you go by the Krispy Kreme place and the donuts are just coming out of the oven. Oh, man, you can identify glazed donut. At Krispy Kreme, amen? You can identify that a steak is cooking just by the smell. Or you know some kind of meat that's, that's out there cooking and being burned, you know, amen? So it can improve and enhance the taste of food. It can help protect us or indicate we need to proceed with caution. Sometimes with fire, the first thing you do is smell it. You walk up to something on fire. You don't even have to see it. You go, something's on fire. I need to proceed with caution. Maybe I shouldn't open this door because something's on fire. Maybe I shouldn't go down this road because something is on fire. So our sense of smell can indeed protect us or indicate we need to proceed with caution. How important is smell to God? I figure if it's important to me, it's got to be important to God. Or is that vice versa? It's important to God, it's important to me. All right, I got it. Smell is so important to God, he gave specific instructions concerning things that would generate an acceptable smell. So the trick is that God didn't want to smell anything bad. He said, okay, to avoid the rush, avoid the issue and the problem, I'm going to tell you what to do to keep from stinking up the place. Amen? So he says, he gave specific instructions. Specific. And the first ones are the incense mixture. In Exodus chapter 30, verse 4, he gave what ingredients were to be used in the mixture. He says, and the Lord said unto Moses, take unto thee sweet spices, stacti, and I can't even pronounce it. And the next one, these sweet spices with pure frankincense, I get that one, of each shall there be a like weight. He gave specific instructions for the mixture. He didn't say just, oh, add, oh, any old thing. Take some of this and take some of that and take some ginger and throw in a few rose petals. No. He gave them specific instructions. That's what's amazing to me about God when I read the Old Testament as well, is that God gives specific instructions about what he wants. He wanted the incense that they would burn perpetually to be mixed and weigh a certain way. How it was to be made. Verse 35 says, And thou shalt make it a perfume 
a confection after the art of the apothecary, tempered together, pure and holy. And thou shalt beat some of it very small and put of it before the testimony in the tabernacle of the congregation where I will meet with thee. It shall be unto you most holy. So he tells them exactly how he wants it made. And he also tells them with that how it was made and what ingredients they needed to add. Don't make this stuff up. You know, don't think about it. Here are the instructions. And then he took it a step further and he told them who was responsible to make it. In verse, in Exodus 30, verse 7, he says, where am I? Yeah, verse 7. Thank you. Aaron shall burn on it sweet incense every morning. When he tends the lamps, he shall burn incense on it. So he said, I want the high priest to be responsible for this. Not anybody. And we know a story in the Bible of when some folks thought they could just take over this job and what happened to them. I don't have to tell you what happened to Korah. All of you know what happened and his followers because they thought that they could upsurp the commandment of God. They made their own incense because they didn't have the recipe. They put it in some kind of crazy censer because they didn't have the recipe for that. And then his name was Korah and his name wasn't Aaron. So God is very, very particular about the scent of this incense burning. It tells God something, but we'll get to that later. When all the ingredients were mixed together the way God commanded, it was proclaimed to have a sweet, sweet savor. Something else that has a sweet, sweet savor for God is the sacrifices. He, what was to be done and who was to be involved? If we look at Leviticus 1, it says, Now the Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the tabernacle of meeting, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of the livestock, of the herd, and of the flock. Okay, here's the how. Here's the mixture. Here's what I want you to do. If any of you, he didn't say if uh, just one of you, just a couple of you, when any one of you, anybody that has to do this brings it, this is how you're going to do it. If his offering is a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. Here's your mixture. Here's your ingredients. He shall offer it of his own free will at the door of the tabernacle of the meeting before the Lord. This is the how. This is the how. Again, God is giving specific instructions of how he wants this thing done. And then if we jump down, you'll see that in Leviticus um, 9, he says, but he shall wash its entrails and its legs with water, and the priest shall burn all on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. A sweet aroma to the Lord. So when the Lord smelled this aroma, when everything was done the, according to his commandments, Mixed the way he said to do it, it became a sweet aroma to the Lord. So he didn't have to say, what is that smell? 
He knew what that smell was. He knew that it was a sacrifice for something. He knew exactly what it was for. Like I said, and he says to the children of Israel about the incense, and you're not supposed to make it for yourself. You're not supposed to make it for yourself. It's supposed to be holy just for me. So that when God smelled it, he knows it's just for me. It's just for me. So when I ask you, what is that smell? Is your smell what God recognizes and is it just for you? Why is smell important? Believe it or not, smell speaks. Mothers who have little boys, smell speaks. You know when your son has hit the door after he's been out in the summertime playing baseball, playing outside. Sometimes little girls too, it don't matter. It don't matter. But smell speaks. That kind of smell says somebody needs to take a shower. <clears throat> somebody needs to wash their sneakers or wash their socks. But smells speak to us. It tells us when something is dead in our house. It tells us when our milk is sour. It tells us when something has gone bad in the refrigerator. Something good is being cooked. I'm not going to leave you out there on the bad side of this. When something good is being cooked, amen, and you walk in and you go, oh, man, that smells really good. Sometimes you may not be able to identify it, but all the ingredients coming together just create this aroma of something. And you might say to yourself, what is that smell? So it speaks to us. And what it's saying is, I want some of that. I want to try that. I want to eat that. That's good. It'll tell you a storm is coming. How many of you can tell when it's going to rain? I can tell that. I can tell that. I can even tell when it's going to snow. Do you know when it snows, it has a certain smell to the air? So we know when a storm is coming. We don't necessarily need the weather people to tell us to go out and buy milk and bread. You know, just, just take a sniff. And you go, oh. Time to go get that milk and bread so we can have French toast when we get snowed in for all of five hours. You know? Amen? Amen. So it tells us a storm is coming. It can tell us that dinner is either done or overdone. There's nothing worse than burning something in your house. How many of you have ever burned popcorn in your microwave? Oh, my goodness. What a stink that can put up, huh? And everybody knows. Everybody goes, who burned the popcorn? You're in the office. People come in from the office. All right, who burned the popcorn? <laughs> it's not hard to identify that something, it speaks to us. And it also tells you, well, I don't want any of that either. But it speaks to us. Smell also speaks to God. The, and what it tells God is, if we go to 2 Corinthians 2.14, it tells God, and I love this verse. I found, as I was studying this out, I was like, wow, I didn't even know this. It says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. It, it just diffuses a fragrance. Wherever you go, 
the knowledge of God and you take the knowledge of God and you leave the knowledge of God in that place, it gives off a fragrance. It diffuses a fragrance so people know that the knowledge of God is there. Amen. And then in um, if you read it in the Amplified, <clears throat> but thanks be to God who is Christ, who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. Everywhere you go, because you are in Christ, this fragrance follows you and you leave it wherever you go. How amazing is that? So that when God sniffs that place, he knows that you've been there. Your job, God goes, yep, they've been there. When you're out on the baseball field, you know, and things aren't going quite your way, your team is losing badly. God goes, wow, you're there. My knowledge is there of how to handle this situation in business meetings, in business as you are negotiating contracts, you know, because it's so easy. It's so easy to fall sometimes into the world's way of doing business and the world's way of doing things and saying to ourselves, everybody does it. Everybody pads it. You know, why should I be honest? I want to make a little money in this thing, too. But then God will say, what is that smell? What is that smell? Because disobedience has a smell. Think of the manna of those who took too much. It said it stunk badly. And everybody in the camp knew. Do you think God knew? Yes, because he told them, if you do that, this is what's going to happen. But no. So that's what I'm talking about. God is, he just smells stuff. He has a keen sense of smell. And what he's looking for is a smell that he recognizes. One that he has commanded and said, do this, 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 and this. Put it all together. There's my kid. There is my kid doing what I've commanded them to do. And you know, when God is in the house, everything that he is and he has comes with him. Amen. Amen. His child has come into his presence because he smells the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians 215. And it says in 215, for we are to God, the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. <laughs> How about that? We are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. God knows who's living and who's dying. The living have, have a fragrance that he recognizes. He recognizes the dying fragrance too. But the one that he is really looking for is the fragrance of the living because he recognizes it as the sacrifice of Christ. In the Amplified, it says, we, for we are the sweet fragrance 
excuse me, the sweet fragrance of Christ, which exhales unto God. Discernible alike among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. It says discernible alike. God is able to discern those who are perishing and those who are living. 16 says to one, we are the aroma of death leading to death and to the other, the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? So we are an aroma of life. And we are an aroma of life to the world. Now, you know, sometimes we get bogged down in the fact that certain people don't like us. You know, little kids especially get into that. So-and-so doesn't like me. Mommy, they don't like me. And we as adults will do the same thing. So-and-so doesn't like me. Well, it might be because you smell. You ever think about that? It says here that we have an aroma of life that is recognizable. And those who are perishing may find that aroma a little bit offensive because they're dying. Now, they may not know they're dying because, you know, it talks about blinders and we need to rip those off of them. You know, however, that might be why they don't like you. And instead of you going, oh, ho, hum, they don't like me, maybe you should be rejoicing because you smell so good. You smell great, according to God. Now, isn't that much more of what you want than the fact that somebody who is unsaved can't do anything for your soul but take it down with them doesn't like you. Now, granted, if you're not doing right and you're being mean to people and you're being nasty, you're going to smell, you know. But at that point in time, they may like you because you're just like them. Who's to say? But if you are doing what God has called you to do, it is very possible that people will not like you because you smell. And they may even say, what is that smell? What is that smell? And you can say that is the fragrance of Jesus Christ living on the inside of me. This fragrance, which is discernible to the almighty God that sets me apart from everybody. And he recognizes me and says, ah, I know that smell. I like that smell. How many of you like the smell of babies next? Or babies? Yeah, babies. They smell good, don't they? Well, clean babies. You know, babies, you know. Yeah, I, I know somebody once said, you know, could we bottle it, but it doesn't last long or something like that, you know. Because my cousin just had a baby, and I was holding him on Sunday, and I sniffed his neck. I was like, oh, my goodness, that is such a nice smell, you know. I want God to smell me and go, oh, that's such a nice smell. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. We are walking and operating in love because we understand the true love of Christ. Ephesians 5.2. Ephesians 5.2 says, <clears throat> And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, 
an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. See, y'all ain't think I could find so much on smell, did you? <laughs> the word of God is great. You know, the word, um, I think it's sweet savor, is done 43 times in the word of God. And it's in 43 verses. And they're all about the sacrifice. Sweet savor, sweet savor, sweet savor. And it's all about this smell. It says, and walk in love. If we are walking in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, and we are giving ourselves for him and offering and a sacrifice to God, we're going to be a sweet smelling aroma to him. He won't say, what is that smell? He'll know it. He recognized it because he commanded the mixture. He commanded the ingredients so that when he smelled it, he would recognize it. He recognizes when you are walking in the love of Christ towards somebody. That has an aroma. It has a smell to it. He recognizes when you're sacrificing of yourself for someone else or for him. He recognizes it and says, oh, that sweet aroma, and he draws it into himself and recognizes it. It tells God a lot about what you're doing. It tells God a lot about what you believe. It tells God a lot about your faith, that you have faith in him. It tells God that you have a faith in him so much that you'll obey when he says, I need you to love so-and-so. I need you to sacrifice, to give of yourself, to give of your time when you don't want to. And you to understand that that's a sweet-smelling aroma that God recognizes. Amen? Amen. We are giving according to his commandments. Philippians 4.18 says, Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Ephratus and things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. When we are giving, it's a sweet aroma to God. I'm sure that you guys can think of other things that are sweet smelling aromas to God. But these were the ones that I was able to find is that if we're walking in love, the love of Christ, you know, and pastor told us the difference between love and tolerance years ago, you know, and stepped on a few toes about that because, you know, we all swore we were loving somebody and all we were doing was tolerating them. Amen. So when we're loving as the way that Christ first loved us or God first loved us, the way Christ loved us, gave himself for us. When we're doing that, we're a sweet smelling aroma. When we go into his presence and we've come into his presence, believing who he is, knowing who he is, seeking him first and all his things, then he goes Oh, I recognize that smell. It's the smell of faith. 
It's the smell of belief. It's the smell of obedience when we do what God has called us to do. I think, you know, that when we disobey God, it stinks just like the manna stunk of those who disobeyed God in the, in the wilderness. You know, that stuff must have been, oh, I just can't imagine the smell of that stuff. I mean, because there was no hiding. Yeah, everybody knew. Everybody in the camp knew who had taken too much. Amen? So know that when we're not kind of doing things the right way, it's going to be one of those, "Mm, what is that smell? And it's not going to necessarily come from me. It's going to come from God. He's going to go, hmm, what is that smell? My child needs a little washing. My child needs a little fixing here, you know? And that's when, you know, it talks about the washing of the word. (laughs) That one just came to me, the washing of the word. There you go. You know, to wash away those things that would cause us not to be sweet savor to our heavenly father. Amen. Amen. So when God says, what is that smell? Is it said as a positive or a negative as it applies to you and I? When we come into his presence, does he say, you know, something's a little off there. You know, your love walk isn't quite right. You're not quite giving of yourself like I want you to. Your faith might be just a little tilted in an area. You haven't quite obeyed me when I've said to you, I need you to do this. Does he smell the perfume of eternal life on you? A life spent with him or the smell of eternal separation from him. Is that what God smells? We need to make sure as we are walking the way according to the word of God, that we are a sweet savor to God, our father, that he will never say, what is that smell? Instead, he says, wow, what is that smell? I recognize that. I want more of it. And he draws it into himself. That's what we need to be after. That's what what our lives should replicate. That's what others should see. That's what they should smell, is they should smell the sweet sacrifice of Jesus Christ in our lives. Amen? Amen. Father God, we thank you tonight. We thank you that we truly are sweet savor unto you. That, Father God, that we are walking in such a way that all those who see and know us smell the love of Christ in us. That same love that he gave his life for us, that we, oh, Father God, are willing to sacrifice the things that you've called us to sacrifice so that they may be a sweet savor unto you. That we give them willingly, oh, Father God. We give them gladly, knowing 
that they will be sweet savor to you. Father God, we thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit that allows us, oh, Father God, to understand and to see the things in your word that will help and give us life. Let us be always, always, Father God, a sweet savor into your nostrils. Never, Father, being one that is separated from you, but always with you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen.